Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh, this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of You Talking You Too to Me was sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show. From boy to boots... Getting them on, that is. This is You Talking You Too to Me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things You Too. Welcome to another episode of You Talking You Too to Me. And um, I want to introduce myself first before we get going so you can picture me in your mind. Imagine a naked man with my face, and that is what's going on tonight. Um, my name is Scott. And I am the host of Comedy Bang Bang, which just returned for its third season on IFC Thursdays, 10.30, Central. Uh, great episode coming out this week with Craig Robinson and Bob Odenkirk um, and uh, Kevin McDonald from The Kids in the Hall. Anyway, enough about that because I have my co-host across from me. His name is Scott as well. You can see him Thursday nights as well on Parks and Recreation. Boy, we're going to be in sort of competing time slots. Not competing, really, but we're going to be back-to-back. Well, yours is 10.30 b.m. Mine is 8.30 p.m. what did you just say? 10.30 b.m. Isn't that when yours is on? <laughs> I think, what is it? What are you? Oh, what? did What? You're talking crazy here. You, you, you're talking crazy over here. <laughs> you're talking you two to me. What are you talking, you two, are to you me? Are you talking, you two? What do you think the chances are that we get Woody Allen to record a promo for uh, our podcast? I think he should be on. First of all, Woody, if you're listening out there, Adam Scott, one of the greatest actors of his generation, you know him from Torque. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to do a Woody. He wants to do a Woody. They won't let him host SNL. Even more than that, I want... Uh, Woody Allen to come on our show. I'm, I, what, yeah. I'm sure he's First a big all, YouTube yes. fan. First of all, look, get Adam in one of your Woodies. But second of all, come you think on the show. He has a collection of cars and he has Woodies. <laughs> second of all, come on this show and answer for one for once and for all. Did you molest your oh children? And then we'll talk about you too. Just we'll get that out of the way. You'll just like talk about it for once and for all. Two <laughs> things I'm sure. He's aching to talk about publicly. <laughs> you too, and whether or not he did those horrible things. Uh, come on, we want to do a Woody. Would you do a Woody? 
let's, you were asked. Let's let's find out. Let's let's let's, fi- let's have him on the show. Let's get him on the show. All we need is two hours of your time. We need you to arrive at 9 p.m. and then wait around for 45 minutes while we finish recording the previous episode. Then we need three hours of your time, and then you need to put us into your woodies. And we know how much he loves Los Angeles. Yes, of course. And he loves you, too. We will ads from Liverpool. Maybe buy you a coach ticket to come on out here. Maybe. That's, you know what? Hey, man, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, sure. What the fuck are you saying that we're going to buy Sorry. him a coach ticket for? I said maybe. So I thought, I like, we oh, could, that's a loophole? No, we could like get a commitment and then and then say, hey, just, man, we can't buy the coach no, ticket. No, we for don't him. even have to say that. We just like those, the emails that are about the plane ticket, mm-hmm. we just don't return. We just don't them. respond to them. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he just ends up buying his own ticket. Yeah, that's a good because plan. the deadline's looming and yeah, he has to just plan. buy a ticket. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, man. All right. Back Sorry. to the show. Back okay. to the show. So, hey, Woody, maybe we'll buy you a coach ticket. There you go. See? Hey, it works, man. man. It worked. (laughs) Deal with it later. All right. But all we want to know is what is your favorite U2 song? What is your favorite U2 album? Okay. That's all we know. That's it. That's it. That's all we want to know. So once again, let's close this up by just having you do your Woody Allen impression one more time. Uh, What about Turtle in the Entourage? Yeah. There you go. Talk about Turtle. By the way, that's been an episode of Talk About Turtle. Oh, should we do – I feel like – okay, what, you know what? Once we introduce our guest, we should do a uh, an, an episode of Talk About Turtle. Talk About Turtle, yeah, okay. So once we – then we'll talk about Turtle a lot. Um, by the way, I'm getting in, uh, a text message from one of our previous guests on this show. We've only had three guests previous on this show. We've had the late Harris Whittles, yep. who I believe is a Jeopardy question tonight. Harris Whittles. Harris Whittles appeared in a Jeopardy question yeah. tonight. Are you serious? Yeah, that said Harris Whittles' book, and it was basically about Humblebrag. They're oh trying my to get God. the people to go, what is Humblebrag? But his, his name is there in the. the Did the person question. get get it? I don't fucking care. Me neither. He's man. dead. Me neither. So the late Harris Whittles was on um, Lance Bungs mm-hmm. and uh, Paul F. Tompkins, one of our previous guests, who's just texting me. Um, what What is he texting you? He's talking about the the tour dates, or not tour, but the the live dates we're doing in New York. Shitty, actually, this Sunday, but it'll have been last Sunday when this comes out. That's so confusing. In any case, what I wanted to get on the subject of guests, we have them on the show. So let's Wait, introduce you're doing one. Live shows this coming Sunday? Yes. Can I come watch? Are you in New York? I'll be there. Yes. I want to come watch. Okay. Do you want to be on the show? Or are you going to bring your tux? I can I'll bring my tuxedo. Um great. All right. We'll see you on that show. Okay. Great. By the time this comes out, it will already have happened, so it'll be a surprise. Great. We uh, uh, had, even though it's the future, we we all get this. We had Bobby Moynihan and Taryn Killam as well. Fantastic. This will be good shows. And then Adam Scott and Paul F. Tompkins. Fantastic. Pretty good, right? Come see us live if we're ever in your town. Uh, But my point is, is we have guests and we have one to your right, to my left, at sort Mm -hmm. of 11 o'clock where I am. And he is a fan of all things music. He has his own podcast on which I appeared this morning. We did a 10 a.m. show, and it is 10 b.m. right now. So you guys have already been to the Valley Mm -hmm. together. This is a long day. This is a long day for us. But you know what? He loves 
you two so much or maybe dislikes them so much. We don't know at this point. By the way, we I feel like he just plain old doesn't give a shit. <laughs> By the way, we don't know. Oh, we've said he. Okay, I was going to say we don't, Sorry. Know, the, we don't she, know the gender. She, he she, or she. 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 What do you have? You got a dick or you got a poon? <laughs> I've not been introduced. I will not speak. <laughs> okay. No, but this is this is where we try and guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you got a dick or you got a poon? I have a dick. <laughs> what kind? What kind of what kind of dick you got? Small. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm getting. I'm getting a good sense of who this might be. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah, I think I know exactly who it is. <laughs> is it in the description of the show? <laughs> yeah. Is it probably. really a surprise or a reveal for anybody? I, I can't don't. hear myself. This is infuriating. You can turn yourself up, bro. I can hear everybody great except for me. All I right. Think it's, uh, uh, faulty in this fault shall, in this. Shall system. we introduce him? Yeah, let's do it. Let's tag team on this. Let's do a letter at a time. Oh, Jimmy Pardo. Hi guys. Jimmy Pardo of the Never Not Funny Podcast. Hi, thank you, Scott. A pleasure, Scott. Do we need to address this, Cody, Engineer Cody? I think it just worked out. I think we just figured it out. We just figured it out. Whatever needed to happen. uh, That's not putting it near my forehead won't help. I can guarantee that. (laughs) He's pressing. I know a lot about sound into your forehead. I've been doing podcasting since 2006. Uh, The microphone at the forehead is not the the way to go. Cody sometimes likes to invade people's space. Boy, well confirmed. It went right in my space. That he was looming and invasive at the exact same time. Now, Jimmy Pardo, welcome to the show. Yes, I, yeah. now, may I be the first to coming. welcome you? I I wanted to get in there before Adam did. Yeah, I apologize. It's too high. I'm so unhappy with this microphone situation. <laughs> What's too high? Uh, you're, you're, you I'm going to lower it just a tad, Cody. I know right, that, lower that, it up. Sit down. You stay the fuck away from me. I'm Cody, not kidding around. back off, This kid man. can't wait to get near me. I don't know what he's trying to do, but I did time in prison, and I will shiv you, you son of a bitch. you understand me? <laughs> How many people you kill? How many in prison? Yeah. Or just, just in, in general? Well, give me two numbers. Prison and general. Seven, 14. Wow. So Damn. 14 in prison. 14 all and day. And seven generally. Yes. So that is a total of 21 nope. souls. Nope. nope. It was 14 all day, seven in the house. Those souls go to heaven? All, all dogs go to heaven, That's don't true. they? That's true. That is a good point. And they were all dogs that you murdered? I kill a lot of animals. Yeah. Wow, Mostly yeah. animals. Hey, we we before we go on, we need to do an episode of... Talk About Turtle. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, welcome to uh, Talk About Turtle. I'm Scott. This is Scott. And we have a special guest, uh, Jimmy Pardo here. Hi. And uh, you an Entourage fan? Do I? Uh, uh, yes. What do you think about Turtle? I think he's, the, uh, he's probably the, the, the most interesting character on the program. Yeah. Yeah. I right. agree. I think that Turtle in, in, in you, you know, okay, you know how the universe our universe. I mean, who knows how many u- universes there are out there. Mm-hmm. Our solar system mm. as such. The sun. Everything revolves around the sun. I feel the same way about Turtle. What about you, Scott? I mean, I think Turtle revolves around the sun, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> and how. <laughs> how does he do it? Or and no, how? and how. <laughs> um, hey, this has been Talk About Turtle. Oh, Hey, great episode. I, I enjoyed it. I, I felt like I was listening more than participating to thanks, it. Uh, thanks for jumping in there. I didn't know how to, to jump in. I didn't want to step on everybody's toes. I think you guys have a lot to say about Turtle, certainly more than I do. You had some good stuff to say about Turtle, I thought. I'll tell you this interesting You had a unique tidbit. take on him. You know, that uh, that entourage, that, that program was uh, based on that Mark Wahlberg guy, mm-hmm. who uh, then uh, unironically showed up to uh, Conan with an entourage. Really? And I thought that was hysterical, that he just showed up with, the, like, four guys Does flanking him. Does he have a turtle him. in his actual entourage? I would imagine that he does, yes. Jimmy, by the way, uh, if you don't know, 
Adam works on the Conan show. <laughs> Adam knows that. And, I do know that. And uh, he's uh, Conan's opening act, and then he also does uh, uh, videos and stuff for Conan Co. I do stuff and, for TeamCoco.com. I actually uh-huh. just did a pilot that Adam was kind enough to uh, participate in. Oh, really? In. Yeah. How did it all go? Went very well. We are now waiting as uh, we play that game. I, waiting. It's the hardest part, isn't it, Tommy? Mm-hmm. Now, um... Question here. I, the floor is open uh, for questions. Every time I go to Conan, yeah. which has been a few times, ben? We, al- we always we always because, like Ben Wyatt. Yeah, like my character on Parks and Recreation. We always uh, uh, have words, like kind words. We hang out. Yes, I'm a friendly. I'm a friendly face. Yeah, Jimmy. I've noticed that you're the kind of guy that likes to walk into a room and just put put his stuff on the table. I see the first thing you did. When you sat down, keys, wallet, phone on the table. I don't want them on my person. You don't uh, want to sit on them, right? No, I don't. Like Potsy would. I don't want to pull a Fonz. <laughs> uh, In your opinion, Fonz sat on it? Yeah, no, because I think Potsy. He sat tells on the it. people sit on it. He well, lets sit them on it. I think Ralph Mouth tells the people to sit I'll on it. I'll tell you something about Ralph Mouth. He yeah. still got it. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I don't think that texting is distracting at all. By I don't the think way, it's affecting Paul, the show. Paul F says this is this is the show. <laughs> by the way, yeah. If you're wondering when we get to it, yeah. When do we get to you two? When do we get to you two? When do I talk about forty? I said I said to Paul F, Adam's going to do the New York show, and he says, I said I'm with Adam Scott. He's going to do the New York show, and he says, Well, la di da. Oh well, that makes can't wait. <laughs> Actually, it, I'm not totally sure I ah, can, but it would be oh, really fun. Fuck. Oh boy. When do you get there, bro? Oh boy. Uh, uh, bro, I get there Friday. Frieds. Is this another episode of When Do You Get There, Bro? Yeah. All right. Hey, welcome to When Do You Get There, Bro. Um, I'm your host Scott. This is Scott, and we have uh, a good friend. On hey, the bro. Show. Hey, hey, it's our bro. good friend Johnny Pardo. Hey, hey, bro. Uh, bro, when do you get there? What's up, bro? I got there, bro. Maybe Thursday. When do you get there, bro? I get there fries. What about you, bro? Fries. There's been an episode of When do you, when get, you there, get there, bro? bro? Hey, great episode. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that was a real good one, Jimmy. How? Question here. I, the floor is open. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. How, by the I'm, way, this is the middle of this is we're in the middle of another slowing it down episode. Yeah. We to give you some context. We have to do so many episodes. U2 is not putting out their new record. We have to stall. And this is... Is that the premise? You're stalling until... Have you done compilations yet? We uh, have it's actually a no, solid idea. I thought, solid. We, I thought that's the one we were doing here today. I thought because you guys just did uh, Atomic Bomb. Right. And then the one that came after that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, U218. Best, oh, yeah. The so best I thought we were going to yeah, do that one. Right. That was the first time they... A single disc, Greatest Hits, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Little, I, I love it yeah, when, I had time when, to bands, when bands like... I remember REM had two different best. God, enough about REM. They had, <laughs> they had two different best of albums, and then right after they broke up, they released a third best of. Can album. I explain that to you? The first one was because they were on IRS Records. No, I, with the Warner Brothers. I understand. Like you're talking to the fucking REM super fan of all time. The one, the one unironic tweet he's ever done was the day REM broke up. He yeah. like wrote like a bummer of a tweet like. This is terrible. The greatest American rock band of all time. And yeah, I said the greatest American rock band of all time. And people were like, what about the fucking Beatles, bro? Well, they're not American, jackass. <laughs> not American. 
They're they're some of the lovable lads. But I from Liverpool that we've been talking about. The only viable argument people could come up with was the doors. And I was like, absolutely not. No. And I like the doors. I like the doors. And I don't like REM. Yeah, but the REM's better, right? Well, what's your question? Best I, I may not understand band. your question. He just said he likes the Doors, does not like REM. And then so your, your he, follow-up was, but REM is better. <laughs> but you, <laughs> but you, when I said the Doors, you said no, no. Well, no, I don't no. think they're in contention for Best American Band. But you think REM is? No, he doesn't like REM. Well, no, but I, but I, but I hear what he's saying. I don't like REM necessarily. I like the first, I like Murmur. I like Reckoning, and then I checked out. But even, you understand what I did there? I checked out. Adam. Absolutely, as like you're at a library. Yes. <laughs> he checked it out. They got too loud for me, so I left. Right. So you but, shushed them. But even if you, the, even if the you, silence. Even if you don't personally like them, you have to recognize guys, take their, it down. the breadth take, of their... Guys, guys, take it down Sorry. a fucking notch. Hey, Sorry. I've been told that we're killing time here. <laughs> I have zero fucking interest in REM, and I'll, but, I'll, but I'll kill time talking about it. Guys. Do I think they're really one of the greatest American bands of all time? But, no, I do not. But how did you know the... The minutia of their best of release. I used to work for MCA Records. Okay. Back in the eighties, and so IRS was distributed by MCA. Okay. Um, so uh, eponymous was their IRS. That best was the of. one with maybe the top one worst album covers of all time. And then it is really bad. And then, then, right, we can agree on that. Yeah. I should tell you this: I did the artwork for eponymous. I did. You I, did but really I take the full blame now. <laughs> in time. Wait, were you actually buying that? No, not it? until he said I actually did like a third time. Then I was like, well, why would he insist? <laughs> well, maybe because nobody would believe it. Maybe just like Phil Hartman did the album cover for Poco, why couldn't I do the album cover for REM? That's why is my that question. So, why is that so unbelievable? You don't know what kind of art I do, Adam. That is precisely why, for a split second, I did believe you. It's because let's Phil also, Hartman did the Poco let's cover. Let's also say this. I'm a damn good improvisational actor, and let's give me a little prop. Fine. Thank you. What's Poco. Uh, it's a band. That's the, you know what? It's the Eagles uh, farm system. That's what? basically it's like AAA for the Eagles. Anybody, uh, Is it like Wu Tang? Yeah, they got a guy from Poco to like come three or join four. Them, join Timothy B. Schmidt, Randy Meisner. I want to say there's a third guy. Didn't Timothy B. Schmidt stick around for quite a while? He's still with him. Yeah, he had a solo album called Playing It Cool, which has the top. You know what? It's worse than REM's greatest hits. Timothy Bullschmidt. It's called Playing It Cool, and it's him in a tux, and he's doing this. He's snapping. He's in the middle of a snap. Timothy B. Schmidt. The Eagles documentary, the three-hour one. Yes. Timothy B. Schmidt is by far the weirdest of all of them. The 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 most likable. The by far the most likable because those other guys are assholes. Oh my god! Unbelievably so. I was like, you do realize this is being recorded and will be broadcast on television, and you are making this They're documentary. Ma- they sanctioned it. It's their thing. This is your documentary they about yourself. They had final edit. And you are yeah. being a total prick. Why are you watching a three-hour Eagle You didn't watch it? Oh, it's, oh, it's fascinating. You, you have to watch it. Really? You have to watch Why? it. Because yeah. it's just about people fighting. So Until the last 45 minutes, that's all about their current stuff, and it gets very boring. Yeah. Thumb is down. Thumb is and way even down. the the breakup in 1980 or whatever, they kind of gloss over and blame it all on. It's all Felder. It's all Felder's Felder. fault. I was like, no, there's no way this is yeah. this guy's fault. No, I think it is. You're listening Dog. to you talking you two to me. <laughs> no, you <laughs> watch you, the doc, baby. Didn't you feel terrible for Felder watching that? Not only did he obviously get fucked over, but they're blaming everything. Everything on him. They fuck him over, and he's the fall guy for everything. Oh, my. Yes. And obvi- it was obvious that it was Don Henley and Glenn Fry butting heads. But now that they're back together, they won't they acknowledge right. it. 
Like, why not get into that? That is the fascinating stuff. They completely sidestepped that. That's all Felder. Suck your own fucking dicks. Well, you got to be kidding me. This is this is right in your wheelhouse. This is right in your wheelhouse. You guys are talking about the fucking Eagles. I signed on for a YouTube podcast. Right. Not to talk about the fucking Eagles. To be fair. He did sign on, signed on the dotted line yeah. for a YouTube podcast. Oh, I misunderstood. There was a, a, a dotted line signage? Yeah. What are you guys fucking talking about the Eagles for? Let Jesus me say Christ. this. Yeah. I, my entire life, and that's a long time, Adam. I'm much sure. older than you are. Uh, I thought Don Henley was the biggest prick in music. Me Turns too. Out, nope. It's Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. Absolute yes. asshole. Yes. I couldn't for believe that somebody could top Don Henley in yes. being a pretentious happening right. prick. Just the shit he was saying about oh how God, he's going to kick. So who was it that he said he was going to kick there? You sign on the dotted line by sundown oh, or fe- I'm going to come over there and kick your ass. I think it's Felder. He actually says that yeah. in the documentary by sundown like he's a f- cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Desperado, that whole album, that whole uh, they uh, thought they were. Jesus. Just because I'm taking a pretzel break. Yeah. Doesn't mean you guys can talk about the fucking Eagles. Now that said, let me tell you something, Pretzelhead. Yeah, my I took my wife. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute, Pretzelhead. You heard it. I took her to see the Eagles at the uh, grand opening of the Forum. Sure, she must love uh, you. Oh, I would go see them in a second. They were great. I'm sure. Uh, My favorite part is when Glenn Fry goes. uh, We were tired of you know because they do it in orders. The show is called The History of the Eagles. We were uh, tired in order, like chron- they do their songs chronologically. chronologically. They okay. do, really? except for Hotel Cal, except for like three of them, which they, of course, save for the end. But he says, uh, "You know, we got tired of being a quiet folk band. We decided we wanted to rock. It's a peaceful." <laughs> oh my God, really? You, you think that's rocking, <laughs> Glenn? I wish. Oh, it was already gone. It wasn't peaceful. It was already gone. It was the one that they uh, were rocking out to. They have some great songs. Let's not oh, deny that. Shut no, we, there's up. no way you can deny that. But I denied it for years. Me, yes, shut the fuck But up. then there's a certain point. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Stop talking about the fucking Eagles. We're killing time while you enjoy a snack. And thank you for offering. I've been here for four, an hour and 50 fucking there. minutes. Those actually take look really good. I was, given, I was given tap water and an Advil <laughs> to tide me over. <laughs> That's true. In the meantime, I'm dying from allergies. I don't know what asbestos oh. is leaking through the vents in this fucking place. Okay, guys. You know what? I'm, I, I can't eat carbs, but thank you. <laughs> what? This is literally one stick of carb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? Carb sticks? Guys, yeah. Let's turn. Let's turn it down. Let's get a. Let's get a little heated in here. Um, it's funny because it sounded like an argument, but we were just agreeing with each other. You were other screaming about. at each other, agreeing about the Eagles. I think it's it just was... the excitement of finding another person yes. that sat through all three hours of that <laughs> thing. You uh, guys should start your own offshoot podcast, though, and not waste. I've been thinking about doing one about the band Chicago because, you know, that's my love. You love Chicago. And then I realized uh, I kind of already do that show with Never Not Funny. We talk about Chicago You talk about enough. them a lot on that show. Oh, but, I mean, wouldn't you like to do what we're doing here where you, like, go in depth? Yes, I to, would. You know what I mean? But I have to find the right guy. I have to find the other That's Chicago exactly guy. That's exactly what we did. We found the right guy. Because our wives had had enough of us talking about you 2 at home. So we had to <laughs> – <laughs> this is the only place we can do it. Now. I – first of all, like I, need, I need a third podcast. So <laughs> who else uh, Who else does who else I don't likes know the answer you know. to that. I would have to – Put it out on what they call Twitter or Facebook, Adam. Yeah. You yeah, tried to get you, you tried to get me into them. I didn't. Know, that's not true. I did, did not. No, you did. You. Uh, we had a conversation one day. Jimmy and I have. We talked about this earlier on Never Not Funny. Yes, We've we been did. friends now for fifteen years. That's right. 
um, we've known each other a little longer, but like f- friends for 15 where we, we're, we've been on the same page. Absolutely. We started doing projects together in 2001. But since 1999, we've been like friends. Right. Who cares? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. You who cares. Fuck you. Don Felder cares. That's who cares. Yes. I blame Don Felder. Remember, Don Felder cried in his interview. Yes, he did. Showed emotion. Those other two robots. Oh, God. They were brainwashed into uh, blaming, I had a bad sandwich. Don Felder made that sandwich. Yeah. Just because I like you two doesn't mean I should have to sit through this shit. I agree with you, but shut up. (laughs) When you say you two, you're talking about Adam and I, right? Yeah, that's true. All right, Bert. Okay, so we... we, Would you like an Advil and some water? (laughs) Why were we talking about this? I want to know who I can get on my Chicago podcast. Oh yeah, you I tried a, to get me. Into, you tried to get me into him by. Uh, we, we talked about Chicago, and I was like, "Oh, I, I cool up, and I love Chicago." And you're like, "Oh, what? Which? What do you like?" I said, "Well, we have this, uh, the best of." And you said, "Which one is it?" And I told you which one it is, and it's their love ballads from the '80s. Yeah, and you're like, "What? You don't know the early stuff?" Is that and, what I said? And you're like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get you a thing. I'm yeah. gonna get you a thing." Yeah. Is that, are these? Imp- is this impression? <laughs> Is, is, is it accurate? Because I is hate it this guy. It's I, in the ballpark. He, okay, it is. I'm going to be honest with you. Because you know what's not? You're Woody Allen's. <laughs> Woody <laughs> Allen's. <laughs> okay, you're that guy with Chicago. That's who I am with REM. Like, I, I know absolutely everything about them and know, like, if, if the best dubs, whatever, I could make the perfect, like, 12-song introduction. Then why aren't you, know, you doing do- an, RT, an REM podcast? Well, we right around the corner. It. Right around the corner. <laughs> we may have to segue this into an REM podcast. We started podcast. this as a podcast just to lead up to their new album because it was supposed to come out in April. But, U2's new album. But yeah. U2's new album. But isn't the rule now, God will tell them when it's released? Isn't that the, the quote? Yes. Is really? that true? Really? Didn't they said some quote? I don't think so. And then they, they've <laughs> dismissing me. Hey, Jimmy, whatever you said, <laughs> thumbs down, jerk. They've delayed it, so now I don't know what we're gonna do. We're just until. sitting around talking about shit now, but we may segue into REM. But um, Jimmy, Jimmy's really into music. Obviously, for those of you who are being introduced to Jimmy. Um, Really into music, really into classic rock. I do like classic rock. That is my uh, my bag. Yes, you classic s- rock and roll. Yes, classic rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. You see a lot of bands. I do. Even bands you don't like or musical acts you don't like because you have a, a thing where you try to see people before they retire or die. I did. I was on my. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm on my. Uh, gonna see them before they stop touring tour. That's what I, so, I think that's what I called it. Who did you see? Like Bette Midler? Uh, Barbara Streisand. I saw Barbara oh, Streisand, wow. which uh, made sense on paper. And then, what, what, what was that show like? A lot of uh, a lot of soapbox talking. Uh-huh. A lot of uh, about what? Uh, uh, I, I want to say Barbara Boxer was in the audience. Uh-huh. So there was a lot of uh, Barbara Boxer ass kissing. Bab talking okay. about Bab. A little bit, little Bab talk. Uh, and, and, they, and it turns out that maybe there's only a half a dozen Streisand songs that you know and like. Okay. Otherwise, it's like a lot six. of Don't Rain on My Parade. You know what I mean? It's a lot of... Uh, Don't tell me not to fly. I've simply got to. <laughs> I'm What's gonna, wrong with that? Nothing at all. Your no, version, I enjoy. It just was a little lengthy and wasn't uh, that great. Sounds, but like, people, sounds like my dick. People. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> but pe- Lengthy, but not that great. no. no. <laughs> No. But the audience loved it. They, enjoy, I believe, they enjoyed it. Yeah. And then also, L, I, who's, the, who's the four guys? El Devo, not El Devo. El Il Devo. Is it Il Devo? Yeah. The uh, four opera singer. Guys? They were on. They were on too much. 
Uh-huh. They were, it was a lot of them. <laughs> Their opening set was too and long. Then, and then they came back out in the middle while she took a break. They sang along with her. Oh, boy. Oh, so this it, it was, was a, this is in one night? Yeah, at the Staple Center. Is this oh. like uh, 2005, 2006? Right in that area there. Yeah. Drag my wife. As I, I drag my wife because I enjoy my wife's company. That's uh, And so I well, drag her okay, to a lot Okay, here's a good question because Adam and I, or Scott and I rather, we uh, we talk about, we talk on the show about our wives not really – Enjoy when I put on, by the way, for last week's How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. We had just gotten back in town, I'd been gone for a week, I had one day off, and we wake up in the morning. I open up my computer and I start playing How to Dismantle an Atomic yeah. Bomb because I have to listen to it in yeah. preparation. She just goes, What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> because it's my one day off and I'm playing you two. They've become you two widows in a way. Mm. Does your wife, Jimmy? How she enjoys your company, so she probably likes going out. Yeah, but does she? Does she go? Do we have to go to? Oh yeah, she she's like can't and like my mother moved here recently. I moved my mom out here. uh, How I met your mother. This this is like how I met your mother. It's how how I moved my mother. Am I being canceled? Am I going out on top? What's happening? <laughs> uh, so my now my mom gets dragged to these. My yeah. uh, my wife is no longer. Uh, so she's opted out. She's she's uh, I, that's so sweet. You bring your mother to concerts. I took her to see Chicago this past summer. I took her to what else? Did I, I took her to a few this past summer. How many times have you close seen to one hundred? I want to say. And how many times have you made your wife see Chicago? Oh, she's seen them. Probably. Let's see. We've been together fifteen years. She's probably seen them fifteen times. Wow. And, what, and, and what does she genuinely think about it? Does she try to put on that face that I'm like not, Naomi and Kula put on of like, hey, I'm having a good time? Yeah, right? I would believe it's that's the case. She there's there's and a, she still puts the face on. Yeah, the last time we went was down in Long Beach uh, about two months ago, and mm. which by, by the way was the the second best I've ever heard, I've heard them sound. Really, uh, eighty two was the best, and then this was the second best. Wow. Uh, and she, even that, she was like, uh, it's over. I, I can't really? do this. Anymore. No yeah. more. So she's she's out. She's out. And and how how many original members are left? Four, three, uh, the three horns, and Robert Lamb. So it's keyboard. Is and Lamb. then how many people are on stage? Forty-seven. No, I know that sounds high. <laughs> uh, you got Luke Pardini on keyboard and vocal. He replaced Bill Champlin, who replaced Donnie Dacus, who replaced Terry Kath. Uh, then you've got the three horns. Uh, yeah, uh, James Lee and Walter got Robert Lamb on your keyboards. You got Jason Sheff who replaced Peter Cetera. And then you've got uh, on Wal- vocals, Walfredo and, and bass, bass Alfredo yeah. Ray's on percussion, uh-huh. and you've got Tristan Bowden on drum, who replaced Danny Seraphin. So, have the- you ever seen them live? By the way, Scott, no, I've seen them once. You yeah. saw them once, and I remember you saying, uh, "Boy, I thought it was going to be a good show." Instead, it was a lot of guys with sunglasses on. <laughs> that was your quote. <laughs> They're like band geeks. We didn't know that because Kulop and I like their their power ballad stuff, and we we're yeah. like, you know what? Even though. What's that dude's name? Robert Palmer? Who? No, Peter Cetera. Even though he left, the new guy they have is probably good. Uh, and then we went, yeah. and it's like it's a lot of like horns and and band geek guys. Yeah, they're a horn band, Scott. Are, yeah, but they're like acting like the Blues Brothers. You know what I mean? They, like putting like on shades. Cool. Yeah, putting on shades and dancing around with well, their horn. They're fifty, and now they're seventy. 50, yeah, they're seventy. They're seventy now. When you saw them, they were you know fifty five. And would you say that I can't drive it? I'll tell you. I that. know you can't, Sammy. I imagine you go see Chicago now, like at county fairs. Uh, Those are the kinds of places. No, they, they still play. play. They no, still they play the Greek. They saw the Greek yeah, out wow, for really? two nights, and then they were just down at the for Long two Beach. Two nights, yeah, two nights. Yeah, they're still a big, big draw. They really are. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they put on in a lot of the you know the Chicago file. 
will complain that it's the same set, but when you could fill basically two and a half hours with nothing but hits, why fuck why, with it? Why fuck with it? Because the, everybody there knows those songs. Yeah. Would I like to hear an album cut? Yes. Would I like them to do like a, a, a private fan yeah. only? Yeah. Yes. But they yeah. would have to do it in a smaller- At my house. They would basically have to do it at my house. <laughs> yeah. But no, there are a lot of bands like, uh, say, Smashing Pumpkins or so. I'm trying to think of a better, uh, a better example of this, but- They'll play a longer run in a smaller theater. They'll do like a week in a smaller mm-hmm. theater and play like more hours. Tom Petty recently did that. Yeah. Where with his – by the way, this is – you're listening to you talking you too to me. Um, this is a lot of classic rock for he this He played show. like all album tracks. He played yeah. – he said, you know what? I'm tired of doing all the hits. Uh, but we're, we're going to play all album tracks. I know it's going to be a smaller group of people coming out to see me, so we played like more dates or whatever. But it was more thrilling because it's like, oh, I don't have to hear Don't that come thing. around here, yeah. But at the same time, I saw him at Bonnaroo, and it's the only time I've ever seen him. And there's, I think, how many people go to Bonnaroo? Like 65,000 or something? And that's what you want when you're in that setting because you're out there like with a massive yeah. group of people and you want everyone to be singing along with Free Fallen. Bonnaroo is the uh, festival put together by Bono, is it not? <laughs> yeah, Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo? That's mm-hmm. a nice time out there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. When, when will the two play Bonnaroo? I'm going to say they never do. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. I bet they know. But you know who doesn't have to is Paul McCartney and he played it. When I was there, he's doing something weird that I. Yeah, you're right. He's 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 downplaying who he is, which I find very interesting. It is interesting. He played yeah, Bonnaroo, and he was just like, he played three hours at Bonnaroo. He had fireworks. He did the normal show, but he's like, "This is my first time playing a festival." He also he played at Amoeba. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, like, what's he what's he up to? I think he has really smart management, mm-hmm. and I think he's smart and knows certain things he needs to do to. Stay relevant and and just not be a legacy act or yeah. something. Yeah, I enjoyed that part in uh, Dave Grohl's movie where uh, uh, the second half got a little lengthy for me when they were when they just playing songs. <laughs> yeah, but Thumb. before that it was inter- before that I loved like, if it. If it was just an hour movie, we're talking about uh, what's it Sound called? City. Sound City. Yeah. If it was just an hour-long documentary, but you can't make hour-long movies. In no. A, you know what I mean? But that would have been great. That would have been because really once good. They get, basically, then it was just a making of an album. Right. But I did like the Paul McCartney part because you saw Paul McCartney just being what he is as a musician yeah. and yeah. talking to another musician. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. It was He's amazing. also made some really good albums in the last for, 10 years. For my money, like some of his best albums were albums like Sgt. Pepper. <laughs> Idiot. Look, how about the White Album? White Album, I understand, is very good. I have yeah. not heard it myself. Abbey Road. Now, that's great, another one I hear nothing but good things about. Great album. Just great record. Now, which, which one of those would I start with? Because th- this is all new to me. Um, mm. what, what do you think? I, I think sorry, for, if we're talking about albums, yeah. Scott? Yes, Scott. Albums. Albums. Not songs. Not individual songs. Not just a collection of songs. Front Mm -hmm. to back. A cohesive piece of work. You can't go wrong with Meet the Beatles. Meet the Beatles. The very, from what I understand, that might be their first, is that their first one? What? Makes sense for the title. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, introducing. Just a great album, in my opinion. Just where it's like, you know what? They put such care and thought into like. And I'm a little weird. I'm a little, as we were talking about in the previous episode, my view is a little askew. askew. Yeah, you have an askew view. Um, I love Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. It really, for my money, maybe it's 
just me, but for me, it's one of the first records to actually be like have a concept mm-hmm. to it, yeah, and have a through line. And they they were even playing characters, and they were on the cover as different characters. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And even uh, Ringo Starr, the drummer Who? for Ringo Starr, is a drummer of the Beatles. The drummer of the Beatles, yeah. Wow. And he's still with us, and he's still he's going not, out there, yeah, really? kicking, kicking. Wait, it. one of the Beatles is still alive. Two of them. What? Mm-hmm. Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. Uh, Paul Mazar- Mazart? McCartney. Oh, okay. You're thinking of Paul Mazursky, the director? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's not him. Great movie, uh, Paul Mazursky movie, Scenes from a Mall. Oh, so we good. We just talked about that today. With Woody. Did we you just... talk about it on your other podcast? We did. We talked mm-hmm. about it because there's a mime there's scene a mime and he punches scene a mime. It. God yeah. damn it. I did they just steal that directly from Tootsie? <laughs> Do they do that? There, in that's too? another movie. That's that, everybody, we, that's what we talked about. We were today. talking about the earlier. Of mimes. In the eighties and maybe early nineties, there were a lot of scenes in movies where people hated mimes, and it's something that I can't really relate to because how many times have you ever fucking seen a mime in well, person? Well, I think mimes were a bigger thing in the eighties. Maybe, but well, like in Tootsie, he's walking in Central Park, and there's a mime doing a routine, uh, like a ba- like he's pretending to balance. On something, and he just walks and pushes the mime. And I remember. Is, in, is this an episode of I Love Films? This is an episode of I Love Let's Films. Let's go to it. Hey guys, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. This is Scott. And we have a special guest, Jimmy Pardo, with Hi, us. Thank you guys. We love films, and one of the films we love is Tootsie. Tootsie, uh, 1982. And we were just talking about the scene where Dustin Hoffman's character, Michael Dorsey, pushes over a mime in Central Park. Now, I remember going to acting school and taking a mime class, and our mime teacher, uh, who... Teaching I, mime or just a teacher who happened to be a mime? Was she, a no, she was a... She was a, a uh, <laughs> An acad- she's uh, uh, she- a geometry teacher. Okay, <laughs> who happened to be a mime. Speaking of uh, <laughs> improvisational acting. Um, can I interrupt with a quick Susan, question? Uh, yeah. no, oh, sure. Anyone can interrupt I Love Film. Uh, <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott uh, you and I went to the same school, the same acting yes. school. Uh, who was the mime teacher? Oh. Do you remember the name? I was just trying to think of it. Wait, you guys went to the same acting school? Yes. Years apart. Yes, we did. The American Academy of Dramatic Arts. In Pasadena, really? California. Her name, if I want to say... Is it Karen, Karen Hensel? Oh, no, that wasn't mime. That was uh, Styles. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that even Yeah, that means. was like classical theater. <laughs> it was. Okay, very Karen good. Karen Hensel. Yeah, yeah. Who's amazing. She was very attractive. Was she attractive? Yeah, Would absolutely. I have had a crush on her? Is that possible? Yeah. Karen Hensel. That, now, the mime teacher was someone else. She was E.T.'s well, hand in E.T. I love films. I just watched the behind-the-scenes E.T. thing on the Blu-ray. And she's in it? And she's in it. Like, Adam, how do you have so much fucking free time? You're watching a three-hour movie have, about the Eagles, and now you're watching a documentary about E.T.'s hand? I have a time-stopping What the clock. fuck do you do? Um, so anyway, I remember the mime teacher saying that when Tootsie came out, all mimes were furious, and my, the mime business like went into the toilet for a while. Plummeted what because the, of Tootsie. That can't that be crazy? a real conversation, can it? No, I remember her telling the class that. But how do they communicate it to each other? They don't talk. It sounds a lot like this. This has been an episode of I Love Films. Good episode, guys. Thanks. Uh, Good to be a part of it. Yeah, nice stuff. Hey, we have to take a break. 
We've been talking a lot about you two so far. We're, there's even more to get into. Like, when has when did Jimmy hear of the band? We're going to find that out at a certain point <laughs> <laughs> when we come back. We'll be right back with more you talking you two. To, do you want to take us to a break, Jimmy? Do you want to say you talking you two? To no, me? I'm we've not never, comfortable doing we've it. We've never heard you say it. <laughs> it would be not unlike Andy Daly trying to get the name of his own podcast. I would muck it up so badly. You talking you two to you me? You talking you two to me? Oh, I got it right. Hey, oh, that's not bad. Uh, we'll be right back with more after this. Hey guys, Scott here of Scott and Scott, and I have another word from our sponsor, Quello Concerts. Quello. What is Quello? Well, if you love music, this is something you have to check out. Quello Concerts is the world's largest collection of full-length HD, high-def baby, concerts and music documentaries. All right? You've been hearing about that Eagles documentary for hours and hours at this point? Well, Go to Quello, baby. You can instantly stream the best artists, including the Eagles, and performances of all time on your mobile phone or tablet. That's iOS, Android, Windows, Computer, Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, PlayStation, Roku, and Apple TV. All sorts of great stuff. Full-length concerts from, you guessed it, U2 plus Foo Fighters, Daft Punk, Metallica, Lady Gaga, Santana, Linkin Park, more. You want to check out classics like Jimi Hendrix, Tom Petty, Bob Marley, Nirvana, George Clinton, Tupac, Willie Nelson? Maybe you really want to go classic and go all the way back to Beethoven, Pavarotti, Winston Marsalis, or even back even further than that, B.B. King. Plus, there's all these amazing music documentaries. You can watch a whole concert, or you can be the artist and create a set list of your favorite performances from multiple artists, and you can share them with an audience of friends. That's right. You can stream that from any device for yours and their listening and viewing pleasure. So go to QuelloConcerts.com, then put a slash in it, VIP slash YouTube Talk. For a free trial to get a taste of how awesome this is. That's Quello, Q-E-L-L-O, 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 Quello, 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 Q-E-L-L-O, 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 Quello, Quello, Quello. Okay, so that's QuelloConcerts.com slash VIP slash U2Talk. You get a free trial. And one more time, that's Q-E-L-L-O, Quello, 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 Concerts.com slash VIP slash U2Talk. You get a free trial. Check out Quello, please. Welcome back to you talking you two to me. Isn't that the same song as the last? No. I played Everlasting Love first, uh, and this is Hallelujah, Here She Comes. Mr. U2. I see you dressed to kill. I see you dressed to kill. What's that off of? Pop? This is a B-side from the Rattle and Hum era. Um, welcome back. During the break, we're here with Jimmy Pardo, by the way. Hi. During the break, Adam turns to me and goes, uh, I have to go in a half hour. And I said, to what? And you said, to sleep. Yeah. What the fuck? What do you need to sleep for? This is a guy, by the way, when we were in Washington, we talked about Washington at length uh, in our last episode. You left, we left that party at the same time. We left that party at the same time. I crashed. I had a 9 a.m. flight, and I felt 
terrible the next morning. The next morning. Yeah. I left. I immediately went to sleep. You, meanwhile, we left that party at the same time. You went home and watched the new remake of About Last Night. Yes. And another movie. And your flight was at 7 a.m. No, not another movie. I watched About Last Night, and then I, w- I watched... I don't remember what it was. But you told me you watched something else. A, I a did. whole I brand watched, new movie. No, not a movie. A, a TV show or something. Like half hour and just fell asleep. Okay. Was it Trading Spaces? That's a fun show to watch. <laughs> it was. It was Trading Spaces. But see, this, is where I, this is what I'm getting at. Is yeah. like you're wasting so much of your life watching whatever well, I, it is. I knew I could sleep on the plane so I could – Stay okay. up late. I, I just couldn't go to sleep want. for whatever reason. Well, we had just met the president of the fucking United Maybe States. Maybe I had that coursing through my veins. <laughs> but my point is, is like, what do you have to do in the morning that you have to go, you have to get up for? Well, I usually have to get up around 630 in the morning. For what? Uh, as Jimmy will attest, children wake up fairly early. They do. They wake up earlier than we do. doesn't mean yeah. you have to wake up. Uh, mm. Actually, it does. Yeah, it kind of does. In what what? Just pull the blinds, put on the earplugs. Just get the butler to get up with them? <laughs> yeah, Lee Daniels the butler. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to – look, we're deep into the show. We got we got more than a half hour And we have to us. find out about Jimmy and his when own he, personal legacy with U2. When he first heard of U2, we got to get to him. Anyway, you're, you're listening to you talking U2 to me. This is slowing it down too. And we're just slowing it down. We're talking. We have our guest. We want to hear what he thinks about no, not the Eagles. No, not Chicago. You too. Because this is a U2 podcast. So I Jimmy, could talk about that Eagles documentary oh, for hours. Fuck. We watched it in like three sittings, my wife and yeah. I. And this is the best way to do it. It really is a terrific documentary. And it's very long. It is lengthy. But, so you watch you watch two minutes of it, two minutes of it, and then two hours and, and, and then 56 two hours, 56. Yeah. That was really the smartest way to do it. We just couldn't get into it at first. It took us a while <laughs> to get into it. But it's a great documentary until they completely sidestep the reality of why they broke up. They did a little behind you the music on it. covered this at yeah. length. That's the I know, joke. I I thought I think I thought, right. I think I thought that was the joke. It may not be. <laughs> no, may not I think be the, I think Adam was truly in. May it. not be the joke. I apologize. I'm just recapping what we already said. All right, Jimmy. Yes, question. I have to ask. I'm as, open. The floor is open for questions. As co-host of this program, I have to ask it. <laughs> yes. When did you first hear of you two, Scott? That's a great question. <laughs> I appreciate you asking. Uh, do you really want an answer? Of course, I yes. want an answer. Do you remember the first time you heard of U2? When did Zoo Oprah come out? I don't know. Zoo Oprah. Did you I say Zoo Oprah? I saw them at the Aragon Ballroom, I want to say in 83. Uh-huh. But it was before that, obviously. Well, what, what's the... Um, no, 83 would yeah. have been when War came out. So And we, we can agree that's not good for anything, right? No, absolutely nothing. Say it again. Absolutely nothing. Um, uh, no, it would have been you know Sunday Bloody Sunday, that era. Do you remember what songs they played? Were they waving a white flag around? What? Why did you go see them? That's a great question. Uh, my buddy Dave, Daver, uh, oh, I guess it was 84. I saw them live in 84 because I didn't get hired at the record store until 84. Okay. And I went with Dave and Michelle. Is this Dave, the guy who does the theme song? Does the theme song for my show, yeah. Okay. Uh, my buddy Daver, who stood Dave up for my wedding. Dave great Grohl. guy, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw them live in 84 at the Aragon Ballroom. So this is Unforgettable Fire era. No. No. 84? Yeah. Is it, oh, maybe that's 85. Yeah. 
Let me look this up. Anyway, no, go what's ahead. 84? I mean, they, they were just about to break. They they hadn't broken big yet. How big is the Aragon Not ballroom? big. I also yeah. saw Brian Adams there when he was at the peak of his powers. So that was uh, for the, uh, the uh, oh, what the hell is that album called? Reckless. Uh, I saw In Excess of the Aragon 84 ballroom. is the unforgettable fire, you turds. You yeah, fucked yourself. What's that? What was 83? 83 war. is war. All right, then when, it, when in 84 did Unforgettable Fire come out? Uh, we talked about this 1 October 1984. So it's very possible then that they could have – now, they wouldn't still be touring for the other one. Yeah, sure. Now, but I didn't see it. It would have been maybe like June. It had to be Unforgettable Fire. It had to be. It had to be. But by that time, they were playing pretty big They places. would have been, right? But why were they playing the Aragon Ballroom? Maybe it was war. Maybe it was war earlier in the in – the... But it was 84. Definitely, definitely, definitely Aragon Ballroom. By the way, this is not boring. This is what this show is about. <laughs> this is this is the show. This is um, it. So take your time on this. Nope, I'm we good. We need to figure this out. But you know why what? did I, you go? I'm gonna. I'm gonna, no. I think they had. I think somebody bailed. They had an extra ticket. Some friends of yours, Michelle, uh, Michelle and, and Dave. Dave. Who may or may guys, not have had a thing going. I don't know what they had. Guys, going it's on. 1984. Aragon Ballroom. Oh, you have it there? December 11th of 84. Uh, of so it's for, definitely unforgettable fire. 12 11. Never forget. Yeah. Right, that's what I said. No, it's not. It was a you cold said it was day in war. Chicago. I said it was unforgettable fire you when he said, said it was eighty four. I'm the one was, that screwed it up. It was the October album. No, <laughs> no, I said it might have been October. Now listen. Uh, By the way, if unforgettable fire came out in October, it should have been called October. They already had that. In album. October, should have been called May or whenever the fuck <laughs> they put that out. These guys are idiots. So, anyway, so, so they're you, Irish, gentlemen. So you can look, I give you the set list, by the way? Oh, do you have a set list? On I have that? a set list here. I would like to hear that set list. Isn't All that right. weird that you can? I know. I do love that. that. Chicago, yeah. Illinois. Uh, Are you comfortable when you say it? I sing a lyric of the song. Okay, here we go. go Eleven right. o'clock, TikTok. All right, go ahead. Next one. I will follow. I will follow. <laughs> go ahead. Next one. Seconds. Go ahead. ML- I, I may not have enjoyed this show. MLK. Keep going. The Unforgettable Fire. Uh, I do not like that album. You don't like the Unforgettable Fire? No, I don't. That's my personal uh, favorite. That's Scott's why don't album. You, why don't you like that album? Because I know how much you love it. What? How about them not even playing a song from this album until like four songs in? Yeah, we're fifth. Yeah, well, no, MLK. MLK, right. MLK right. Okay. Right. It's right in there. Uh, six is Wire. Mm. So they got they Boy. got a rock block of Unforgettable this Fire show here. MLK, me. Unforgettable Fire. I remember this now. Really? Sunday, Bloody Sunday. I like that now. The Cry. What is The Cry? The Cry is off of October. A cover it's, a, it's, a, it's a B-side from October. It is? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the Electric Company slash uh, Send in the, the Electric Clowns. Send in the Clowns. Snippet yeah, remember slash the, remember they Amazing used, Grace Snippet. So it, he would say while while they were continuing Basically on. Uh, the same thing that was uh, from uh, uh, Under a Blood Red Sky. Remember they go into uh, that little thing on there as mm. well. A sort of homecoming, bad October, New Year's Day, Pride, and that's Pride, their big hit at this yeah. point. That's mm-hmm. how they closed the first set. Then the encore is Party Girl. Wow. It's and party, then party girl. They did not have much material. Gloria, though. and then 40. Gloria. Sing with me, wow. this is 40. So. That's stage banter. Okay, here's, yeah. here's some uh, concert reviews. Best show ever submitted by Karen. Okay, but Karen, Karen does it. know what she's talking about. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Wow, submitted by Ryan. Ryan gets it too. First show I ever went to, submitted by Jack. Oh, Jack. Jack likes to be vague with yeah. his uh, reviews. Let you know where he was there and what number on the ranking it is. Or number first, what show. Number one. That's his first one. I think that The Cry is a non 
or is an unreleased song because they break it down by what album everything's on. They say Unforgettable Fire, six songs. War, four songs. Boy, two songs. October, two songs. B-Sides, one song. That would have been Party Girl. Non-album songs, one song. And then unreleased songs, one song. And that is The Cry. Yeah. The non-album song is 11 o'clock TikTok. So yeah, The Cry, I, I have no idea what that huh. even is. I'm going to look it up though while you up. guys talk. Would you guys talk, please? Uh, yeah. So wait, so you thought this was a boring concert. I don't remember a lot of it, to be honest with you. There's a chance also that uh, maybe I enjoyed myself uh, with some uh, liquids. Uh, what kind of liquids? Probably beer. I was a big beer. Ah, I beer. beer a lot. Like Alcoholic beer. beverages. Yeah, I like beer a lot. Back this in the day. concert was 30 years ago. How does that make you feel? Old. <laughs> and so after oh. that. This, this is the cry, by the way, from possibly from the Us Festival. Oh, this is a good song. Somebody cries, somebody cries. Yeah, really? Listen quick. This is the Us really? Festival. You were here. This is a good song. Somebody cries, somebody cries. Oh, yeah, I've heard this wow. before. Yeah, so they, they never hurt. released this. I guess they never released this. Somebody cries, somebody cries, somebody cries, somebody cries, something quick. So it seems like now no, you're it. enjoying YouTube. I like that song Jimmy. a lot. Okay. That's pretty good. You know what? Yeah. This this is maybe the one episode that a YouTube fan actually would be like, they're fucking finally talking about it. Right. Why did why didn't they talk about the cry? Well, now we are. So yeah. shut up. So Jimmy, after yeah. this concert, you're like, eh, whatever. I went through a phase. Truth be told, I found in this one piece, I found him, he and Sting, I found so fucking pretentious and pompous that I hated them unnecessarily. From when right. to when did you You two uh after a blood red sky, uh, I kind of shut down, and then it took me a long time to get back in. Uh, so Joshua it, it, Tree, Joshua Tree, I, 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 great songs. Okay, okay. so you, you were know, Bullet so, the Blue Sky is probably my favorite U two song. Okay, That's and weird uh, one to be your favorite, why? You slapping like, them down? You like an album I hated. One hundred, two hundred. That's right. <laughs> we uh, Scott and I agree that that yes, we're Scott. both very very sick of that song. Yeah, we're second Continue. ball of the blue side. Well, I'm it, sorry if I if I like a song, guys. So uh, wait a minute, you're saying you're saying although I think no I like need the, to I think apologize. The, I think the cry might be my favorite. I'll just say you're saying that unforgettable that fire. Actually, uh, Sunday bloody Sunday is, but that's too on the nose. You're and saying then New Year's Day. That's a good one. You're saying unforget unforgettable fire. You were out, but then Joshua Tree, you're back. I, in. I wasn't back in for a while. I wasn't back into that until what was the one after that, please? Uh, Rattle and hum. Yeah, oh, boy, I didn't like that album, that yeah. movie at all. I didn't like that at all. So then all of a sudden, Achtung. Somehow I got back into them, but I didn't like that. And okay. I didn't like, I didn't like, uh, boy, I, I got a weird U2 history. So you didn't That's like okay. Achtung, baby. No, Everyone has their own different U2 history. And then I didn't like a Pop. I didn't like Zuropa. What about Zuropa? You didn't no, like any of no. these. Then All That You Can't Leave Behind with It's a Beautiful Day. Came back strong, baby. Came back strong. Came back strong. You so talk that about that. Album. Talk so about I'm that. at the Staples Center. Talk about uh, that. Great tour, right? Really great, good show. Great show. Really good show. Uh, I went with Pat Francis and uh, enjoyed that. And, then, and what, when you hear that song, It's a Beautiful Day, uh, are you like, what do you say to people? Are you like, you two? You know what? I didn't think that I liked you two anymore. I think basically it was like I, uh, I felt like it was – I mean I stated the obvious. that they, they, they went back to what they did very well. They, but they, it's not what you even liked because you didn't like – their early stuff. Interestingly enough, I would say Under a Blood Red Sky is probably in my top 25 albums of all time. Really? Under yeah. a Blood Red Sky? Yeah, even wow. though I'm not a, the biggest YouTube fan. And that's an EP. 
That's what they call an extended play. That's right. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Not Wide Awake in America. That's only four songs. Yeah. No, thank you. Nice try, 1985. I'm a little confused with yeah. your kind of U2 logic. I feel like it's you're very a very casual listener, so you can have a skewed logic. It's okay. His view is a little askew. Yeah. I understand you have an skewed view. <laughs> um, so, but what about the album after All That You Can't Leave Behind? Great question. How to dismantle an atomic Christ. bomb. I bought it. At City Walk at uh, Sam Goody. Yeah. Goody got probably it. Probably 1899, but we happened to be there and I was very excited to buy it. Yeah. Because you're back in at this moment. I am back in. And uh, didn't like it. I didn't love it. This I was is bummed. Scott over here's favorite YouTube record. Well, listen, uh, what's it called? Something crumbs on the table? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you were hearing our previous uh -huh. episode. Okay. And uh, now listen, uh, I do, I, I will agree with Scott. That the first five songs are pretty great, and then I kind of lose interest. Um, now, what about now Joshua Tree? You liked, but weren't like you still thought they were kind of pretentious b holes. <laughs> like you were like these are undeniably great songs, but I've had enough. But of I've them. had enough of these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I, I like. But if I'm watching VH1 Classic, which I don't anymore because I don't know what channel it is on. Yeah, I don't think it's available. Does that exist anymore? VH1? Probably three three four on Directv. Is it? But I don't think it's in high def. I think that's the problem, oh, okay. right? And I only watch high def because I like to see things crystal clear. But mm -hmm. I don't think those videos would ever be in high def, would they? That's a great point. Maybe that's mm -hmm. why they don't do it. Yeah. I don't think. But I like that video. What's the black and white with on the horses? Is that New Year's Day? They're like, on horses. Like if that comes on, the yeah, the the U two horsey video. Let me let me look at. I up. think it's New Year's Day. All right. Where it's look. like a cold. Uh, like if that comes on, are they on horses? I want to say they are. Huh. Is it Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses? No, that's a completely different band. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here, oh, but you didn't like Octune Baby. No, give me the hit off that. One. No. One. Line. No, I do like one. Yeah. What about- Who, um, did, the, who did the cover of that, though? A female- uh, Oh, Mary J. Blige. That's great. See, I that's agree. Great. Scott I'm, disagreed with me. I, I love it. I don't it. care for that. That's, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. Because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like the U2 one at all. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And what else off that album? I didn't like that album. Even though it was like Mysterious a ways. worldwide <sighs> a worldwide smash. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I have to well, like it. McDonald's know, is very popular too. No, but critically, everyone's saying this is a masterpiece. Well, I mean the the ah, monster like mash was like a graveyard smash. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> now listen, I'm gonna backpedal because now that I'm thinking about mysterious ways in my head, it's all right. I was singing it on my way here. It's all right. It's all right. Timbo. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. That is the worst Woody Allen I've ever heard. She in moves life. in mysterious um, um, ways. She moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> See, I think that's fantastic. <laughs> I think Scotch is not good. Uh, so we never got to, you talked about you went to see them at the Aragon Ballroom, but we never talked. When did you first here of you two. Oh, God. <laughs> an idiot. Oh, God. We probably, didn't ever talk When about I it. saw that video of them on the horses on MTV, whatever the frick. 80s. I think that's New Year's Day. Yeah. All is quiet. Oh, then they had their their last album, No Line on the Horizon. Did you go buy that or were you I did of, buy it. And what did you think of that? Mm. Yeah. I can't even tell you one song off there. Like, what was the single? Vertigo? Get on your boots. No, that's what's, from. What's Vertigo on? 
Vertigo's on the one you bought at Sam Goody. Yeah, yeah, that's the Sam Goody 1899er. No, get on your boots. Is the 1899. Remember that they yeah. used to charge us 1899 for, for CDs. CDs. Yeah, they fucking well, bullshit. At the mall, they did. But I was yeah. at the mall and I was excited to buy it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I love. I fr- I love that. And other did you one. put it in in the car and you're like, uh. Danielle is not a. She did. My beautiful wife uh, uh, despises them. Okay. Despises so you them. Had to Why? Wait till so you I waited until I got home. Yeah. Why does she despise them? I, I, she just uh, she does not like his voice at all. Really? Yeah. Never liked a single U2 no, song? No, she does not. With or without you? Well, she'll like it with... Boom, no, boom, she doesn't boom, like him no matter boom, who she's boom, with. Boom, 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 with or without you. So you got that no line on the horizon. Yeah, I did buy that. And then I, I want to say that I listened to it one time. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that's a, that was a one and done. Not interested. No. Yeah. Huh. No. But I did buy the the reissue of Under Blood Red Sky. As I mentioned, I love that. What album. about their singles records? Yeah, I've got uh, You buy those. So do YouTube you have 18. all of their records? What is your question? Because you buy a lot of <laughs> records. Do you own them all? That's a great question. I don't know. At, at one point, yes. The answer would be yes. Right. But I also could say that about Rush. But uh, I feel the same way about Rush as I do you too. I buy the album the second – the day it comes out, listen to it, can't wait to listen to it, and then go, eh, I'm good. So do you still buy Rush albums when they come out? Like yeah, the day, the day of. Still. Yep. And they still put out albums. Yeah, I think maybe two years ago was the last one. Oh. Some would say it? you rush to the store. No, nobody says that. No one said nobody, that? Nobody oh, would say I that. I apologize. <laughs> I've heard someone said that. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, I, uh, I eh. Yeah. Mm. Huh. So, and then how many times have you seen them live? Just once Who, a day? Rush or you too? Rush. Pick one. Okay, Rush I've seen probably a dozen times, about 12 times. <laughs> a dozen times. I would say so, yeah. Still a great show? Uh, it's a little long in the tooth these days, but it's good. Have How's you ever seen voice? Boston play? Oh yes. Oh, God, we're back on this. Great show, right? I've never seen them. No, uh, they are in the top two most boring shows I've ever seen in my life. Boston? Boston and Toto. Oh, what about that last boring. Cars show? Oh, that's it. You're right. Cars number one, uh, Boston number two, Toto number three. Did, uh, the cars are from Boston. Well, maybe there's something uh, boring in the water. <laughs> Didn't the Cars tour without Rick Ocasek? Yes, with Todd Rundgren on lead vocal. You saw that too, right? No, I did not. Tell your Todd Rundgren story about when you saw him. Todd what did Rundgren he say? Uh, toured with uh, Joe Jackson. Which I love I Joe Jackson. I see that show. That sounds like a great show. Todd opened, and then they they closed the show. Uh, duetting together. Duetting together. Yeah. But during Todd's great. set, for whatever reason, he kept on the front row. He was going to jizz all over him. <laughs> I'm going to jizz all over you. I'm going to pull my dick out and jerk it off and come what? all over you. And Danielle and I were like, what the fuck is going on? Were you in the front row? Luckily, no. The splash zone. We were up top, uh, but we were like, wait. wait like, where, was it, where were these guys playing? House of Blues? No, the, on Wilshire, the what is now the Saban. The, oh, okay. Uh, no, yeah, it's called, I think it's called, it's the Saban now, right? I think I saw Penn and Teller there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, uh, but he kept on. So to this day, though, I want to meet Todd <laughs> Rundgren. Of nothing. Well, because I want to know were they heck? Were they were they yelling at him? Yeah. Were they heckling? Yeah. Were, did he look down and see like his the guy that his wife is fucking? Like what? <laughs> why did this happen? Like because he because he would like you know hello it's me I'm gonna come all over you. <laughs> no. Oh, so he was saying it angrily. Angrily and but wait, Todd, it was if so you're bizarre. listening. By the way, I have no doubts that you are. 
Oh, absolutely. If you're listening, come on the show and let's figure this out. Why would you be Come saying on the that? show and tell us why you wanted to come I on gotta those know. people. I have to know. Because then, then here comes Joe Jackson. Who be stepping out? Have you ever Googled Todd Rundgren jizz? Oh, that's a great. <laughs> I'm going to see. Oh, if there's video of it, how fun would that oh, be? That'd be? Very. And how was Joe Jackson? Great. He was terrific. Yeah. And, and the, by the way, Todd Rundgren, and I, I love Todd Rundgren. Yeah. It was, he was awful. That night. He oh, was yeah. awful. And we only stayed. I need to apologize. Joe Jackson opened because they would flip flop. Oh. And we only stayed because we knew they were going to do the duet at the end. Yeah. Right. So we tolerated. We're like, I would just leave, but I yeah. want to see him do. What was the duet? They did like a Beatles song or something? I want to say they did like Stepping Out and then something else. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, some covers or whatever. Huh. Interesting. Uh, but I think my wife tolerated that one. Do you think this was a tour like the Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth tour where they would switch every night and they hated each other and never spoke? Or did did they appear chummy? I can't answer that. I was in the balcony. Okay. What what concerts, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, question over here. What concerts has your wife ever liked? Uh, that I that I've taken her to. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles. She did enjoy the Eagles. She very much. came out and going. You know what? We've been married for. 10 years at this point, 15 years together. You've taken me to a lot of boring shit. (laughs) Yeah. And this one? She enjoyed that. a home run. We did see that one was at at the old forum uh, where it was uh, some benefit, and it was uh, uh, Billy Joel, the Eagles, Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks. It was like all these people on one show, and that was fantastic. Oh, John Fogarty was the other one. Mm, that she liked that great. one. That was great. That was great. I'm going to go see uh, Billy Joel at the, so Hollywood, Bowl. At the Hollywood Bowl. What day are you guys there? going? Uh, Saturday? The, is it the there, 17th? Is there more than one? He's doing like four. Oh, wow. My wife uh, and her father will I, be there. I think, yeah, I'm going on the 17th. I think I am too. I oh. think my wife is. I'm going with Casey Wilson and uh, her fiance, who's getting, they're getting married the next weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> you ought to be kidding me. On the 21st? Uh, I believe so. And I we're going. No, that's wrong. 78, 79. Uh, 24th. Yeah, that's what I meant. And we're going to Billy Joel the week before. That's great. That's going to be a fun show. Last time I was at the Hollywood Bowl, who was I with? But this guy right across from Did me. you guys see Flaming Lips? Nope. We saw Fish. Fish. Oh, my God. By the way. That episode's coming out soon. It is. Analyze Fish, Hollywood Bowl episode coming out soon. That was almost a year ago. I know, but uh, Harris will attest. He had to go through all of the audio that we recorded. Hours. Hours. It was a big job and one that I just couldn't do. And then I, he's like, finally got so upset. He's like, just give it to me. Just give me the tapes. I'll do it. And I gave it to him. And then months went by. I was like, how are those tapes coming? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I see kind of <laughs> your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. This is a big job. I can't do it. Anyway, he finally did it. We're going to record very soon. That'll be out. Great. Great. Great stuff. We have to take one more break. Oh. When we come back, we're going to talk more U2, if that's even possible, on you talking <laughs> U2 to me. Hi, guys. Scott Ackerman here. Let's do a little role playing, all right? Um, pretend – okay, first of all, you're you. You're not playing a character in this, but – you're you. Now, you're you, and you're walking down the street. What street? Okay. Uh, Fifth Avenue in New York City. Okay. You're you. You're walking down the street, Fifth Avenue. You have Pretend you have a wad of cash in your hand. How much? Uh, $250. All right. Pretend you have $250 in your hand. Now, you're walking along Fifth Avenue. I hope no one tries to steal this money from me. This is a lot of money, $250. Now, imagine throwing that money into the waste paper receptacle or a garbage bin. 
what? What are you doing? Why would you throw that money into the trash? Well, that is exactly what you are doing if you are leasing one of those expensive postage meters for your small business. You're throwing that money in the garbage. Long-term commitments, maintenance and reset fees, expensive ink. Look, this is pure insanity. I know a better way. Use stamps.com. Yes. With stamps.com, you get all the benefits of that postage meter, but you get more benefits and you get them at a fraction of the cost. Just use your own computer and printer to get official U.S. postage for any envelope, any package, any class of mail. Plus, there's no more time-consuming trips to the post office, which is throwing away more money. Everything you would do at the post office, you can do right from your desk with stamps.com. We use stamps.com here at Earwolf to send out all the t-shirts and all the swag. And right now you can use it by using our promo code Bono. That's right, Bono. The promo code is Bono, like the lead singer of U2. Okay, if you use that promo code Bono, you get this special offer. You get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. So please... Don't throw away your money. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in Bono, that's stamps.com, enter Bono. I'll see you never at the post office. Welcome back. You talking you two to me? Adam, you seem to have shut down. I do. A light a light kind of went off in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, I'm fried, but I am back for this last leg. <laughs> Did I make you mad when I said I didn't like Unforgettable Fire? That, oh, is that no, what you shut no. down on? That, I, that's I'm not, my, that's I'm not mine. crazy about that album, personally. That's so weird. Even after we talked about it and you said, you know the one that we listened to? And we said, wow, this is really good. It's Get, war. Let me guess. I just it said war? it. I just fucking said it. Oh, did you already say it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you. I thought it was a war between the two of you on whether or not you liked it, and then I wanted to guess the album title. But it was war. War. Listen we, to war, Jimmy. You, like, track for track, it's pretty It's pretty fucking perfect. good. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. Um, I'm going to do a Chicago one. You guys have talked me into it. You, can, you, should, you should. Just for, I just just for have fun. To, I have to find the person to do it with, though. Who would you ever talk you know to? I know you who it won't do. be. Won't be Cody. Cody's... Where 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 did he go? He's behind you. Somehow he's stuck he, up behind. Oh, he's he taking a, pictures. Wanted to get a picture with making sure the microphone was definitely blocking my face. You know what you should do? Yes, put it. You in. should at your studio have an episode of your show that's just Chicago. Have Scott and I come and you give us the Chicago tutorial and play us and convince us that they're the greatest band in the world. How would you do that? If or you, would you rather – you'd rather have someone that already loves knows, them to talk And then about. you talk about it in depth. How would you – I think so. I think that would be fun. I don't think anybody would listen to it. Although I, I'm fun and entertaining. We didn't think anyone would listen to this. Yeah. Well, what you, and we have really? at least a dozen listeners. <laughs> You're on a sitcom and he's on a, his own TV show. You didn't think anybody would listen? You jackasses. <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. what? how would you – try to convince us right now – how would you do it? Would you do it through album cuts or would you do it through their singles? How would you get someone into – or how would you – I would tell you to buy Chicago 9, which is the greatest, their first greatest hits from 1974. That's as many inches that as my dick has. 
So that's probably a pretty good album. Really? Mine, 33 and a third? That's a lot of inches. Wait, you would you would suggest a greatest hits rather than like wh- I an would, album? I would for, for Chicago because like that's a flawless greatest hits. Okay. Now, uh, I have this, the single disc, or no, the double disc greatest hits, and that... Which covers their entire career. But the first disc of it is, is that what nine covers? Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. Which one do you have? What's the cover? Is it nine songs? It's brown. No, I believe it's ten. Back Remember, that was always ten back in the day. But why is it called Chicago Nine? It's their ninth album. Uh, all, all their albums are by number except for 12 which was called Hot Streets why was it called Hot Streets because uh, it was the first album that they had fired James William Gersio who was their producer talking and mentor Mike, and Sven Gulli was that talking to that Mike. and Sven Gulli uh uh, I say Sven Gulli because that was a character in Chicago. Uh, hosted a horror movie, night uh, uh, <laughs> thing. But he um, <laughs> Sven Gulli. It's uh, like Svengali. Yeah, but he's a, he's but he's a, a ghoul. But he's a ghoul. I like it. Uh, and then Terry Kath, of course, killed himself. Uh, really? And then uh, one of the, the original members. One of the members. The, the guitarist. Hmm. Uh, the, the soul of the band, man. Really? Yeah. Some, they soldiered on. That. How did he uh, kill himself? Uh, he Jerking was, off. He, believe it or not. <laughs> He uh, yanked he pulled, his butt until his pulse stopped. <laughs> Pull the Michael Hutchins. He squirted out his life force. I think maybe you think maybe that's what Rungroom was talking about. Maybe he was going to kill himself on the stage. The I'm j- going to jizz on you, you clunk. Did he ever actually say jizz? I, I think he was saying come all over you. I want to come all over you. Now, did you look on YouTube to see if there's video of that? I've looked up Todd Rungren jizz. Well, look at Todd Rungren snapping. Put up like Todd Rungren meltdown. Uh, These are options. <laughs> all. Yeah, there's nothing for Todd Rundgren jizz, but meltdown. What about Todd Rundgren? I'm gonna come all over you. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Okay, I'll look that up. Here we go. He was I'm to answer your question. Going Adam, he, to uh, come. He was cleaning his gun and it went off and he shot his. <laughs> okay, I've just looked. Oh, up. so he didn't purposefully no, kill himself. Oh, no. that's awful. Oh, Jesus. No, yeah. Okay, I've when just, did that happen? 1978. Oh boy. I've just looked up Todd Rundgren, and then in quotes, I'm going to come. And? C-U-M. <laughs> Quite a lot came up, but here's something. <laughs> that- uh, my writing and junk, and uh, here's the little quote on Google, and it says, Album, because I says so, produced by Todd Rundgren, who also produced their 73 self-titled debut, Ellipsis, he moaned to me, I'm going to come. <laughs> so that's on the same article. <laughs> But an ellipsis dividing those two thoughts. <laughs> he mo- <laughs> I, I, I will admit, Scott, maybe I'm tired. I don't know why you're giggling. Scott is I, how having do his they, own little party over How there. do those we don't under- connect on? We're not the- looking at it, so we don't see <laughs> we the don't. humor you do. What I'm saying is, you know how... how That's not going to help me. That's a look- very small computer. When you look at Google and something comes up, yeah. it'll give you yeah. Yeah. the two things, but an ellipsis in between of like, oh, yeah, it's mentioned here, and then yeah. the other thing yeah. is mentioned here. How do those two connect? Because oh, I they see what don't. you're saying. One is talking about an album Todd Rundgren produced, and then the other thing is he moaned to me, I'm going to come. Anyway, that amuses me, but you guys can go fuck yourselves. Can it's we? It's a beautiful day! I'm Going to Come features Warren's exquisite readings of Todd Rundgren's Pretending to Care. Anyway, guys, I can't find this. We'll never figure it out. Is that one of his albums, I'm Pretending to Care? Oh boy, what if, I don't know. What if what, what if he was singing, what, what if those are lyrics to a song and all this time I thought he was, 
being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come all over you. And it's like, oh, oh, he's just doing a song, jackass. He's just doing track three off of a... <laughs> By the way, I, giant I sh- hit, I'm going to <laughs> come all, all over, over you. you. Yeah. I should mention it's 11.07 at night. We, BM we've at this been point. recording since what seven thirty? Seven thirty is when we started. We meant to start at seven, but we got a late start on it. Oh, did you? <laughs> um, but uh, we're definitely talking about you two. <laughs> we definitely point. sure are. Can you name the band members of which band? You two. You've got the uh, you got that Bono fella. <laughs> you got the, you got the Edge on guitar. Sure. You got Bono and Vox. Sure, Bono Vox. You got uh, the Edge on guitar. You got Larry Mullins Jr. <laughs> Is that right? Am I close? <laughs> so, yeah, close enough. Wait, 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 what is close it? Close enough for jazz. Larry Mullen, Jr. Oh, so I threw an S on there, so I'm a yeah. dick? Yeah, well, yes. And then the fourth guy plays drums, bass. Fourth guy plays bass? The the bass git fiddle. The bassist is, uh, boy, that's a great qu- Boy, oh, boy. I'm only drawing a blank because you asked me. If I would have just walked down the street, I could have answered this. Give me the initials. AC. Like air conditioner. Adam Clayton. There yeah. you go. So I just put Todd Rundgren, I'm going to come uh, into YouTube. And what comes up is new version, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> what? <laughs> so let's hear it. I don't know if it's. Here. Wait. Here, I'm handing you the No, card. but it's not Todd Rundgren. It's by. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> It's by nuns. I did it to him now. It's by nuns and shotguns. This is, by the way, Jimmy, this is a, a, re- a continuing bit we do on the show that no one gets when they're listening, but it's whenever we hand over the iPod cord, we like uh, fl- fl- we uh, flop it, it so you can't grab it. By the way, okay, Go so while you, got, while you got, oh, hey. This is nuns and guns? No, this is uh, Linco DJ. It's called Fuck It, I Don't Want You Back. All right. What does that have to do with Todd Rundgren? <laughs> I don't know. We're just hearing a song now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's all that's happening. I want to I want to, I want to. to pause here for a for a minute and talk about something that someone sent us. Was that YouTube? You want <laughs> yeah. to talk about YouTube? You want to, you want to talk about YouTube for a minute? <laughs> uh, a, a woman by the name of Amy Trummer. Could be a man. Who knows? Amy? Yeah. No. I don't want to just like I, I automatically. I feel like that's a woman. I, I don't want to automatically assume it's a woman. I think you should. In this case. She, we just got this tonight actually, uh, sent us a really nice picture of Adam over here. That is not bad. It's pretty no, good. it's a nice drawing. Good? A drawing with a that uh, was done with a pencil, I believe, of Adam sitting in front of a mic and the quote is, this is good uh, rock and roll music. And um, she drew this and sent us a really nice note. It's two pages long, so I can't really read the whole thing. No, read the whole thing. Okay, here we go. Dear Adam Scott Ackerman. Oh, no. No, we're not going to read the whole thing. (laughs) But um, (laughs) Jimmy's face just sunk. Absolute terror on his face. The greatest part of this thing was when Adam said, I might have to to leave in a half hour. I was like, oh, that's a win 40 minutes ago. (laughs) But I want to thank her. Not that I don't want to be here. I don't. I don't it just, We're having a good time. I usually am. But you've now, now been here for at least two and a I've half hours. I've been here hours. for two and a half hours. This is part of the show. This is part of the show. We have to. We we get just incredibly punch drunk. I'm usually in bed by so now. So am I. 
Uh, but anyway, I, I'm playing words with friends at this. I want to thank Amy. We get a lot of good fan art, but she actually Very mailed sweet. this and she framed it. She framed it. She yeah, sent that invite in the frame. In the frame, yeah. So it, that, that's going up here. in no, the No, we got it in the mail today and just decided to immediately. Would frame it be it. cool with you if I kicked you in the balls? <laughs> That'd be great. Would that be all right with you That'd if I great. punched you in the fucking face? <laughs> then Amy could draw a picture of that. Your bloodied mug. Sure. Let let Jimmy punch me in the face. <laughs> take a photo, this. and right. then uh, and then Amy can draw. Here we go. All right, here we go, and go, guys. I actually acted it out. I acted it out. And why, why did I hit you three times? <laughs> what was, by the way, we all were like, do do I do the sound effects? We all lifted our hands I, up. I swung, I swung my fist as if it was real. <laughs> and, then, and, then and I applauded. <laughs> Adam clapped his hands together three times. It was awful. <laughs> you fucking there idiot. Is, <laughs> there was there a ricochet is, on my punch. There is no fight anywhere <laughs> that no. sounds like <laughs> none. Oh, uh, good stuff. Nuns and guns. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone, <laughs> and, and especially Amy for all of your uh, your fan art. Can I see the letter? Yeah, here we're gonna read this uh, off air. Uh, different episode, right? Uh, <laughs> but we also got some good fan art. Uh, this is part of the slowing it down episodes. We uh, talking about our fan art. Uh, we got some good stuff lately. Uh, someone sent us an approximation of the the October album with our faces in it. Oh, that's um, cool. We get a lot of great. Oh fan yeah, art. that was a really good one. Yeah, we have. Uh, there's one of you, me, and Paul F. Tompkins that says "Tease, please, Bono." Um, there's kicking the green animal, which is uh, Michael Hutchins <laughs> kicking a turtle. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Um, a lot of great stuff. It makes us laugh. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks for uh, sending us stuff. And it always makes us laugh and makes us feel like, hey, this is a good time doing it. Jimmy, you're probably going to get some stuff. Went to see In Excess at the Aragon Ballroom for the Listen Like Thieves tour. Ooh, you and I saw In Excess and, together. Uh, they were fantastic and uh, was backstage. And uh, one of the Ferris brothers uh, hit on my girlfriend right in front of me. Really? And basically said, why would you want to go home with him when you could stay with me? What? Wait. Say that again. Yeah. One Sorry. Of the, one of the Ferris brothers. Yeah. I want to see maybe John. Yeah. Which, which dude was he? The dad, the dude with the saxophone? Very cute. Very oh, cute guy. Oh, uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And he... Adam's uh, <laughs> <laughs> nodding at me like you, you not, know. He's nodding and sniffing. <laughs> the most uncomfortable <laughs> second of my life. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's the story. Wow. Uh, now, do you did you guys watch uh, Rockstar in Excess yeah, when that was it? We, that was we loved great. it. Greatest show, and we saw in Excess together Jimmy at the and Greek I did, at the Greek because of that show with that guy with that guy JD. Who went? Fortune. Me, you, my wife, and Pat Francis. Yes. And by the way, that's a concert my wife enjoyed. We enjoyed that show. How was I, JD? Fortune? He was great. He was great. But I have to say, what speaking happened? of Todd Rundgren, I felt a little. I feel like when you're a band and you're a guy stepping into the the lead singer shoes of a band yes. who is not known for like cursing and saying the f word eighty yeah, times yeah, 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 during yeah. a show that maybe you shouldn't be the guy who's like, "Hey, fucking, what's up, you fucking motherfuckers?" Yeah. Like, wait, wait. The JD Fortune did that. And yeah, it was a little weird at an excess. Constantly cursing. Uh, it, was, it was it was distracting. Well, they fired him eventually for erratic. Behavior, and druggy yeah. behavior. And you know who they tried to get in the band was Terrence Trent Darby. As the lead singer of In Excess? Yes. signed what, his name on the dotted what line. What do you think he label? would be doing in it, Adam? But Of course he's the lead singer. Sign <laughs> That's a good poll, by the way. I'm sorry. But how, Thank you. He, his voice just would not go with In Excess. No. 
I don't know. But they did get someone else, and they tried to tour once again. Who's the Australian? They tried to get a famous Australian to sing. John's- Paul Hogan. Oh, that was it. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to look up In Excess, and I'm going to come. <laughs> no, you're not going to find anything, like, except for pictures of Michael Hutchins. Uh, Off Track Fucking by Swamp Venus is the first thing. But Rockstar In Excess was we such loved it. a great show. And then was, show. Rockstar with Supernova, just as bad. Yeah. By the way, yeah. on... The first episode of season two of Comedy Bang Bang, guess who I get to kiss? Can I take a guess? Sure. That Kylie gir- Minogue. That girl from uh, Rockstar. Dilana. Is that true? Yes. We, I think that was her name. She was like the rocker chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, we, I saw several people on an audition, and it's just for like one little kind of thing. She came in, uh, had to make out with me, and um, I saw that Delana was on. It wasn't like, ooh, I'd like to kiss her. It was just like, oh, someone from that show I liked. Yeah, just put fun. her in it. Yeah, yeah so I don't remember cool. which one she was. She was a. Uh, if you saw, obviously, if you saw the photograph, you'd remember her. Uh, Not the one that sang "Man Who Sold the World." Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe. I think I still have that on my iPod. That version of. <laughs> By the way, the per- the lead vocals, Sierra Gribben. Is the person who did lead vocals on In Excess from 2011 to 2012? All right, but who's wow. before that though? John, somebody. I you had John Stevens. That's it. John from Stevens. 2000 Thank to you. 2003. This is before. I don't know who John Stevens is. He's an Australian guy. Okay, he's a and New Zealand-born singer of Maori descent. Okay. Very popular. Um, Terrence Trent Darby lead vocals 1999. That's her. Is that her? What are you guys doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was her. She was cool. Oh. I feel very uncomfortable kissing anyone. Now that you're screen. married? Well, Why just are you in general. looking at us like, stay away well, from but, me? No, well, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, how do you feel like you have to kiss Amy on the show? Yeah. Is it, is, is it weird because she's a pal and, like, you're not married to her? I No, I mean, I, I don't think we even think about it anymore. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's acting, just, isn't it, Adam? Yeah. Acting. <laughs> acting is... Uh, Acting. Isn't that the <laughs> SNL bit? They they both yeah. look at each other and go, acting. Isn't acting reacting, though? It really yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. But the few times I've had to, I've had to kiss Natasha Leggero mm-hmm. and Delana, and both times I just feel uncomfortable doing it. Because I feel weird doing it. Aw, Scotty. <laughs> Are you okay? Maybe you don't write that into the script then. How about that? You control those scripts. Uh, Maybe you shake hands with those ladies. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> like ladies. A, like a gentleman. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I love you. Yes. <laughs> this proves it by the, me extending my hand like a gentleman. All right, guys. Should we Have we talked about you two enough? I think, I think they're great. I think so. All right. Well, how do we wrap this up? Jimmy, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I will tell you that I was supposed to see him at the Rose Bowl, and I uh, wasn't feeling up to it, so I gave my ticket away. 360 tour? Yeah, didn't and go. And who did you give your ticket to? Mike Siegel, the very handsome uh-huh. Mike Siegel. Uh-huh. I've got the Blu-ray of that very concert that you can borrow and watch in its entirety, <laughs> if you would like. Is this a Actually, trap? you need to... You, we would... Scott and I would both appreciate it if you did yeah, that. Would you do that and come back next week? Yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll when do you, yeah. When, when do you do guys that. get to uh, the video? When do you, when do you guys start covering videos? Oh, I don't know. Boy. We're running out of shit to talk about. Yeah. Next week, I think we're going to Can you do- tell we're running out of shit to talk about, by <laughs> no. the way? No. Did I tell you guys about Chicago 14 yet? <laughs> next week, we're going to talk about... Something very close to my heart. Broadway! Oh, you're talking about Spider-Man? We're talking about Spider-Man next week. Spider-Man. Now, Jimmy, what do you want to plug? What do you got? Uh, Never Not Funny. Great podcast. 
Uh, thank yeah, Never Not Funny available right here on the Earwolf Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? Coming up, we have uh, live shows in Bloomington, Indiana. Live Never Not Funny. We have a live uh, in Austin, Texas as well. Mm-hmm. JimmyPardo.com mm-hmm. will give you all that information. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, everyone out there, keep your fingers crossed for Jimmy's pilot. Yes. Yes. Let's all make that happen. So, Adam, <clears throat> what do you, <laughs> Adam? What do you got? You want to plug anything? We never really no. plug stuff. No, that's it. I mean, uh, Parks is off for a while, right? Yeah, we gotta talk about that season finale. I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm, I'm two episodes behind. The last thing, I, the last one was the flu episode. Mm, that's the last uh-huh. one I saw. Yeah. Which, by the way, I loved. Love that episode. I'm hit and miss with that show. Nick Offerman directed that one. Oh yes, I saw job. that in the opening credits yeah. and. Uh, I really enjoyed that episode. Wait. I, 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 sometimes I don't like that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say Nick Offerman, do you mean... Adam, that's not funny. <laughs> do you mean that Nick Offerman? Yes. <laughs> Adam, that's um, not funny. I feel like I'm being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Parks and Rec... Uh, I'm three episodes behind. Please don't uh, know. Uh, okay, we're not going to talk about it. That's a different joke. Okay. Spoiler free. I want to talk about watch Comedy Bang Bang on IFC. Yes. And listen to Comedy Bang Bang podcast. And that's all that I have. Uh, guys, we did it. Yeah. In it's a major su- way. <laughs> it's super fucking late. <laughs> what thought, time is I it? Thought it is by 10. 11 21. You thought you'd be home by 10? I Come thought on. this thing would be an hour. And then I, 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 ten twenty, I'd be home. That's what this show is, though. We had fun. It's great be, to see you. You guys. keep saying that. That's what the show is. Those fucking kids. I still, I still was here for forty five minutes before we started. I know, but I, I love seeing you guys. And I, you, twice in one day. That's, that's a, a win, that's baby. That's a record. That's a record. And <laughs> Adam, a record. Uh, you're all right. And until next time. <laughs> We will see each other in a week. We will. We'll see you next time. And until then, we sincerely hope that you found what What you're you're looking for. See you on Broadway next week. Bye. Bye. Here I go and I don't know why I spin so ceaselessly Could it be he's taken over me? I'm dancing This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, 
Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.